0: Everyone, this is Jenny. Welcome to Miami Podcast, and I want to welcome this very special guest for the second time. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here in person. Yes, because last time <laughs> we Zoom. you were here, it was through Zoom. Yeah. because yep. it was at that weird COVID time. Yep, yep, yeah, that
1: we thought would never end, and here it is. Right, People and now we're here. We're free.
0: Yeah. Yes, in person, and so grateful that you brought me some coffee. You're welcome. Today. I you have, heard. To have a little cafecito. Yes. Oh my gosh, I needed this today more than you'd ever know. Really? Yeah. Because l- last night, are you into Game of Thrones? Mm, well, I
1: haven't watched it. I am totally delinquent. I have not seen Game of
0: Thrones. Okay, you're like a unicorn. I know. You know I, that, right? I, I am. I'm. It's bad. I have to sit down and watch. The Whoever thing. watches it with you yeah. is going to be in for a treat because they're going to get to see like a <laughs> genuine reaction. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last night was like the second episode of this new spin off. Yes. So we were all up like super oh late God, watching funny. it and then being nerds and talking about all this stuff that goes into it. Yeah. 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 So no I, I was. <laughs> I
1: have to I have to watch. It's world building hello. I have to watch it. But Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you you haven't read any of the books?
1: I have no. not. I have such limited time with the television really? like aside from, you know, Bluey. Yeah and then I'm trying because <laughs> my kids can watch it um, and I love that show it's the best I think I best. like
0: it more than my kids do
1: I to love be it honest. and the kids both love it obviously my older one likes it more yeah um, but yeah they do they copy Bluey stuff all the time which is very funny
0: so yeah. cute. Yeah.
1: I love it's how really
0: imaginative the show is.
1: It's amazing. They have some really good episodes. They do. Like really creative episodes. I saw one where they were doing like screen share. Mm-hmm. The other, like there was a new one and they, they're just getting really, it's in the new, new, I can't believe we're talking about kids shows, but yes. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I need to see Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I will sit down and watch the entire thing.
0: Well, let us know. I will. I'll be curious. I will. I'll be curious to see all the emotions that you go through as you watch. So anyway, I say all that to say I'm really grateful for this coffee this morning. Because <laughs> it's like it was rainy out. Yeah. It's just like such a slow morning. I know.
1: I was like, I went to, to I was like, I, I was a little bit early and I was like, oh, I'm, Gilbert's is right there. I'm going to stop. I have enough time. Um, I got off and, you know, ordered this and Bunkuano and the the lady that held the door open was buenos dias everyone and i was like this is i felt very happy miami yeah. today yeah you know and even the little gloom of like tropical end of summer i was i was in a very like almost just like melancholy miami but i love you happy but right you know yeah like
0: all yeah that's I, a good way to describe it yeah. definitely felt yeah. it this morning yeah so i appreciate your coffee yeah. very much <laughs> um well we have a lot to chat about but it's... i want to start with your latest most exciting project yes yeah. your children's <laughs> book What's your first one? My first
1: uh, picture book, children's book, yes, and I'm super excited about it because I actually wrote it in 2016. No way. Yep. I wrote it in 2016, and um, it was just something that I wrote because I was like, I want to write a story about my grandfather. It's about him teaching me to bake bread um, and telling me the family story because when you bake, you have to wait. I don't know if you bake, but you have to wait a lot. I
0: wish I could say yes,
1: but I don't. It's a lot of waiting, you know? Like you have to let the dough rise and then you have to wait for it to, it's over and over again, bouts of waiting. So the first time we made it, I was like, oh my God, this is all waiting. And he was like, yep, baking is about waiting. And then he would tell me the stories, his stories. And um, his story's crazy. He escaped three tyrannies, Franco, Hitler, and then uh, Castro. Yep. And so it was like, how do you put all of this into a kid's book, which is so heavy, you know? and at the same time encourage kids to ask their parents grandparents whoever you know about their own family stories so yeah that's all that's a little bit of what's behind it
0: that's amazing yeah how long did it take you to write it it didn't take very long to actually write
1: it i read a lot of i was i was like well how do you write a picture book right this is back in in 2016 i had never you know sat down to do that Uh, And that was before I started writing for kids TV. So even that world was not open for me yet. And so I read a lot of picture books and came to the understanding that they are a certain amount of pages, that they're very, very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all under a thousand words, sometimes under 500 words. You know what I mean? They're very short. Um, You have to figure out how to tell a story. So it was more like the time that it took to research around how to do the thing and then when I sat down to write it, it wasn't that, it was pretty fast. Yeah, it was That's like so cool. a couple days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And But then from 2016 to actually publishing it is a different story, right?
0: Yeah, so that was gonna be my next question. Yeah. How come it, there was a gap?
1: It takes so long, it really does. It takes so long. With picture books, sometimes the the amount of time that it takes is because if they buy it right away, to pair you up with an illustrator, and then the illustrations mm. in that process. That wasn't my case. My case was just like, I guess people didn't. They were not at the time. I feel like we were in a different space in 2016 than now, and I feel like they just didn't get it, and we we're like,
0: Ooh. oh, I see.
1: Yeah, and uh, so I had an agent that was like, this is great, and then she sent it out a couple places and was like, okay, nobody wants it, and um, I thought, okay, so I just left it in a in a drawer for a while and every time someone would ask me like then that i start to like write for tv and and kids tv every once in a while someone would ask do you have anything you know kids related and i would send this and they'd be like oh my god this is so cute it doesn't fit this list but it started to get better like oh this is i felt like oh it's gonna get out there somehow mm-hmm. and then there was a I got a, a call from this publishing house, um, Cardinal Rule Press, and they were looking for submissions. And I sent mine in and it essentially won a contest to get published. Uh, and then they're publishing
0: it. Lovely, lovely, lovely publishing house.
1: Oh, my love gosh. Love
0: I love that story <laughs> because it feels like now it's a perfect time for this kind of book. Yes. Where it really tells kids to dive into their their history who their parents are who where they come from their grandparents yep yep and and i mean waiting yeah we need to learn that now more than ever right i know i know it's it's funny because
1: it like the process of getting the book published was waiting you
0: know (laughs) it's like a crucial theme in
1: the book yeah yeah and uh and it's it's like this waiting that's not it's like things are very much alive while you're waiting Mm -hmm. like if you think about the yeast and everything that's happening while you're baking and doing things and the stories that are alive in the kitchen um yeah i mean that's i would love nothing more for this to like start having you know kids be like let's make something and tell me your story you know
0: love that yeah so I i feel like so many of us have that memory with our grandparents yeah because yep. that was what we all did yep. growing up. Just yep. hang out in the kitchen. Exactly. And just talk.
1: Yeah. 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 Did you have a a one grandparent that cooked more than the other one?
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, on my mother's side, my grandmother always in the kitchen, yeah. always cooking. Yeah. Um, we were actually talking about this yesterday with some friends that one of the things I regret was not really learning how she made flan. Yeah we lost her about a year ago Mm. and she made sure that like i knew her Mm -hmm. best recipes like her black beans and all of all those things but flan i just never yeah i was intimidated by it it yeah Yeah, yeah. so i have her recipe okay but i didn't do it with her That's that's the thing yeah
1: that's the thing because it's like you can have the same ingredients and it just be a totally different animal Right. You know?
0: And and the way they cooked, too, yeah. it was like, échale un, un puñado. Uh-huh. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what, what is that? So yeah. It's like, she's yeah. like, just, just pour some in there yeah. and wait. Yep. Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. My grandfather used to love, like, cooking shows, like Julia Child. We would oh, sit and watch Julia Child, like the old, you know, the old shows that they would replay on PBS and stuff and uh i mean i think that's where we watched him but he all and his his shells were full of cookbooks like all over the world so oh. on the weekends i remember cooking with him all the time mostly we did like you know a lot of baking but then when we'd have leftovers he would be like i remember making croutons and croutons were because we had leftover bread and you yeah. cut it up you put it in the frying pan and you could put it in your salad and i was like oh my god nothing went to waste no no you could just use all of it it was yeah. amazing um And he very much was like, all you need is un pan y vino. Un pan bajo el brazo y vino. That's all you need in your life. And for someone who kept escaping and having to run, you know, with his brother, it makes sense. He also worked for um, the sindicatos in Cuba. And one of them was the baker's union. So, yeah. So they have a long history (laughs) with bread. Oh, my gosh.
0: I love that. And bread, I mean, it's just, it goes back. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of years. It's I know. So I know it's so crucial
1: yeah. in every culture. I know, and it's kind of like beginnings of civilization, you know, yeah. because you actually ha- because you have to wait. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a luxury, you know.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I'm so excited for this book. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I just I can't wait to read it with my kids and bake and and do the go through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite recipe that you use? So. I really like the, the recipe that's closest to the one that I would
1: make, like wit of bread with my grandfather, is actually Julia Child's French bread recipe. Like if you look her up and look that one up. Yeah. I use that a lot. Um and it seems so silly, but it's like that is what it is, you know. It's very close to it. And then I just saw actually they're doing a show. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a it's a show about Julia um about her it's newish I guess season one is out I don't know if it's a limited or if it was just one season um but it was about how they made the show and so there's this whole episode of like figuring out that essentially what she created which was like you know you have to actually have the things ready and then bring them out because you're doing a four hour six hour recipe in 30 minutes you know, on TV. So how do you actually make all I never that happen? Thought
0: of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was,
1: yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. So and then yeah, I love her. Oh. So anyway, that um, and then I just make things up. Also, you know, I have a lot of um, veggie. I'm a vegetarian on top of everything.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh <laughs> exactly. how how does it feel for a Cuban to be a vegetarian?
1: So I've been a vegetarian since I was twelve.
0: No way. Yes. That that's commitment. I'm impressed. My. I watched, wow. I know
1: that's kind of crazy. Um, and now I understand my mom like coming home. <laughs> I was like, uh, I watched a, a video on factory farming at school when I was mm. 12 and then I came home and I was like, so I'm just never going to eat meat again. That's not going to happen. And of course you're 12 and you have 17,000 phases within half right. of the first, you know, year that you're 12. So my mom was like, okay, um, that's fine. And then I wasn't eating meat and I wasn't eating meat. And I started the first week saying, I'll just eat fish. So they gave me a bunch of fish. And I was like, no, I can't do this either. And I like couldn't eat it. And um, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And uh, so then I just completely went veggie. And this was at a time when there was no veggie burgers or Boca burgers or any of that. Um, So my mom was like, okay, you're serious. What do I do? She took me to the doctor, to the pediatrician. She's like, is this fine? Is this scenario fine? He was like, she's going to outlive you all and have a better heart than all of you. Leave her alone. So he was very, you know, progressive in that way. And then he, uh, my mom started searching for places. There used to be a place called Easy Quick on 27th. I think it was on 27th, like near the Grove. And they had, like, the very first veggie patties I had seen. So we found garden patties there. And little by little, we started. So, like, that was also part of, like, you know, you have to get in the kitchen. Oh,
0: my gosh. You were a trailblazer. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm impressed. I have to say. I am so impressed, which I mean, you were an impressive <laughs> person, but this, I did not it's know. I so mean, I feel like if we would have, we were in
1: California, everybody would be like,
0: yeah, I corner, started when I was the- five. Yeah, yeah, was fine.
1: <laughs> but here it was like, what are you talking about? Here I mean, else, how do you say no to a croqueta? You know what's funny? My kids, I call them croquetarians because I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't make them meat, but I, I let them try croquetas because, you know, they're everywhere here. Yeah. And my grandmother gave him a croqueta and my son is like, oh my God, it's the best thing in the world. So yeah. he'll have croquetas every once in a while. And it's really like the meat that he eats every,
0: oh. you know, so he's a croquetarian. So I'm yeah. I, I, I I just used to, yeah. I can relate. My yeah. kids went through a phase where they would only eat croquetas oh God, and I, sure. I was going crazy. Yeah. And then my grandmother was like, but that's good yeah <laughs> there's meat there's flour there's egg yeah. it's perfect nutrition yeah. so like a package of yeah okay yeah. I mean if you say so yeah yeah
1: a yeah pouch of fried everything Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay yeah whatever no they're delicious they yeah they definitely went through that yeah. phase
1: yeah and so yeah. The, what's funny is that my son, my, you know, like I said, like I cook vet I make up veggie stuff, and I give it to them, and whatever they are, I just eat it. Yeah. Um. So they're not used to seeing, like, animals at the, like the sight of them, mm-hmm. you know, because they even still like y- you see a hamburger, they don't really understand cow, yeah. you know, they're little four and two, right? So then, um, the other day my husband had, who's not a vegetarian, he's from Uruguay. It would be that day, like, yeah. he can't he, no, he just—it's not in his DNA. <laughs> he cannot do it. He, he was having a crab, but you could see it. And my son was like, "Papi, why are you eating? Why are you eating that animal that belongs in the beach?" It oh, <laughs> <my heart. laughs> was not like, oh he was like, his face was like, "What is happening?" Like I could see him looking at. Yeah, so funny. And every once in a while, he tells me like, Poppy eats. Papi eats animals from the beach." <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my god, se le quedó. Like, yeah, I was like, it's okay, you can choose. I let them, they right. can decide whether they want to eat them or not. It's like, a lot of people eat them, it's not just Poppy, like, he's not yeah. some barbarian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he must be worried, like, yeah. what's wrong with Poppy? Yeah. Why is he snatching yeah. these atoms? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, so it's very funny. I love that story, <laughs> that's so funny, that's amazing. How, um, obviously, you've read your kids this book yes how was their reaction they love it which makes me so relieved
1: because sometimes sometimes I write something and it shows up on tv and they like walk away i'm like wow i failed at that one (laughs) um that was not good but they love this book they love it they ask me over and over again also papan which is my grandfather is their great-grandfather who passed away And when he first opened, he was like, Papan, this is Papan, and that's you when you were little. And this, so it's like that layer just makes them go, like, especially the older one who talks, you know, um, over and over and over and over again. So I was delighted. Like the little one just looks at the back and points at my picture. (laughs) It's very cute. Um, But he asked me to read it over and over again. We were like in... I took it to, because I had just gotten the advanced review copy when uh, we went on a family vacation. So I was like, let's see. And I took it with us to Yellowstone when we went. And in the cabin, he was like, again, every morning, again and again. And the little one, she would bring it from the little, where the the fireplace was, bring it to me, sit down, open So They love it.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. It's like my g- greatest gift I think of uh, that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. so you broke through you broke through the I would say the harshest audience yes. right? cuz kids are just very blunt.
1: Yeah, so totally. So now you know. Yeah. This is going to be a
0: hit. Not going wrong. Everyone's going to love it I hope so. Yeah if, yeah. if you got them to love it so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. It, that was a gift cuz I swear. Sure. It's like I tell you sometimes um I'll be like, "Look, and they're like, nah <laughs> they
0: They're are. not impressed. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're tough. They're they a tough are. crowd. They are. They are. Yeah. But they did like this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, before we dive into uh, some of the the many other projects that, that you've had your hand in, what was the biggest challenge you feel like for this book? Besides that whole publishing process mm-hmm. and so there was a moment, and this is very interesting. There was a moment where I,
1: I like got a little bit scared because when I got the um, the galleys for it, early galleys, um, I saw that in the in the jack, what would have what would be the jacket eventually, that it said um, printed in China, and I was like, what? So I got extremely. I was like, this can't happen. This is about three, tir- escaping three tyrannies. It can't happen. And I was like, I'm. And I was like, okay. In my brain, I was like, this is a book that, as you know, took from 2016 to get a publisher, right? And I was like, okay, I need to say something. And I had to prepare myself in my brain for if this publisher says that there's no other way. Because at this point, it's already going to press. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wrote her an email. And I was like, hey, um... I I can't have this book printed in China because it's literally about escaping dictatorships. Um, And I sent her a list of human rights abuses in China. I sent her a bunch of links. I was literally at the UN when I received the, like at the uh, the, uh, Geneva Summit for Human Rights. Literally in Geneva, listening to people say that our biggest threat is China right now in terms of, um, the threat to democracy and, and just in general. Um, so I, I just like, I, I have all goosebumps because I was like, this can't happen. So I wrote to her, I told her I'm right here right now, listening to these people talk. These are the lists of, and, um, she was like, okay, this is going to be incredibly hard. Let me just get back to you. Um, she, she didn't, she just, she wasn't like, no, what are you talking about? She, you know, she's very, um, okay. So it took a moment and I was like holding my breath and she got back to me and said, um, I just want to thank you so much for this email. She did let me know how much of a price difference it was going to be. It was inordinate. Nord in it. It was a lot of money that she was going to lose and she changed it to prints in the United States, wow. which is crazy. So that entire process was a back and forth, super like smart, gentle, kind, like amazing publisher. You know yeah so then eventually they they acquired another imprint and then i think they're using their publisher like the, i mean sorry they're um a printer mm. so one thing led to the other i have to ask her for the specifics i want to know like what was going through her mind at that moment i was just like it just has to be printed in the us yeah. or anywhere that's not a tyranny you know what mm. i mean like that's what needs to happen for this book um so she, yeah she pr- it's printed in the united states and we, I, I feel like she's pretty much shifted the, the model. You know what I mean? Which is, I feel like incredibly powerful. Um, in my brain, I was like, I have to say, if this goes the direction of it's printed in China, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to. I'm gonna have to pull out. And it didn't go that way, thank God. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of scary, you know, and at the same time, just I had to do that because there was no way wow. that my grandfather's book of having escaped all of these dictatorships that it would be that
0: you couldn't. So, my gosh, yeah, well, kudos to you for and just, to the publisher, honestly, yeah, for, yeah. for saying something and then to the publisher yeah. for, yeah, just following through. My goodness. I she's amazing. I wouldn't even have thought that that would be an issue. Yeah. But th- but then it's like, well, duh, everything gets done in China. Everything. Right? I start to look at every We everything. take for granted now the things that get made in the U.S.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. And it was just like, it just, you couldn't, it just couldn't, you know. And it's not that, w- it's hard to get around, you know. Like, it's yeah. not like we don't have things made in China. It's just, it didn't, it was not possible for this book. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it had to be a line somewhere. Um, yeah, so... But yes, I'm like super grateful to her.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah. we to get, What's her name? Let's give her a shout out. Maria Dismondi. Maria. That's yeah. uh, Cardinal Rule Press. She's amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. Really and is. we thank you. Yeah. We thank you so much for for putting in the hard work because I'm sure that must not have been an easy oh conversation for anybody. Yeah. You, her, yeah, yeah. the whole team uh-huh. to have. But doing yeah. the right thing pays off. Yeah, totally.
1: I believe. Yeah. So do I I'm mean, was yeah. so like I have to yeah yeah gracious about it and I know that she you know lost money in the in the in the process, but I feel like and I hope that in the end it's like back in abundance, you know what for I mean sure yeah.
0: it's gonna it's all gonna be worth it yeah. yeah yeah and and you guys are setting an example yeah for for everybody else that, yeah you know yeah. sometimes it's okay to put your foot down and say no, yeah, no, this doesn't work. yeah Wow. Yeah, it's great. When I ask you that question, I did not expect that answer. I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. How was it working with the illustrator? Oh, he's so great, um, Tim
1: Palin. He's amazing. He's done a bunch of stuff, and like, he was so he was he asked me for you know family photos, um, so I sent him a bunch of pictures in the in a folder a through through the publisher, and. Um, When I saw them, I was like, oh my God, he chose. so he also asked me, like, how I saw my grandfather of all these pictures, like what age, you know what I mean? Like, which was because, you know, but I really think of him, the age that he was teaching me to do all of that, right? So I was like, this this picture would be the age, around the age where he was teaching me. This is how I was when, you know, when I was being taught first, when it was like early and I had bangs. And so... That shows up in the illustrations, and he my grandfather had a gap tooth, so cute! It's in the illustrations. I think they're beautiful,
0: they are, and I, I love, I love that serene. I don't, I'm yeah. sure, he did that on purpose, he, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. but he has like these very serene tones in the color, yes. Like, these calm blues. Yes, yes, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. Yay, thank it's you. It's such a work of art.
1: Thank you. I was very, very, very um, lucky to be paired with such a great illustrator because you don't know, you know,
0: yeah. yeah, and what if you don't like them, like how.
1: I don't, know. I don't know. Thankfully, I love them. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Thankfully, this is not the conversation. That, but I've always yeah. wondered, right, like yeah. when people get paired with their illustrators, and I'm sure it doesn't happen because by the time you get to that point, you've, you're you working with yeah. people who really great at their craft. Yeah. But I always I have that thought, like,
1: What if they're not what you want them to be? Well, I can say that that happens all the time with with covers of books. You have no, I mean, you don't have a lot of say in there. That's
0: true. Yeah. That's so
1: true. So I know a bunch of writers who are like, I hate my cover.
0: That should not be. Yeah. That yeah. should not be. I mean, I get it because yeah. there's like a lot of marketing that exactly. goes into it and they're making sure your book succeeds. Yeah. This is like your baby. I know. You know? You I should know. be able to look at the cover and connect.
1: They definitely ask you. Like you go back and forth and then yeah. like my I mean my novel first book, I had a whole conversation with my my um uh publisher and she was lovely, like you know. In in the end we ended up doing what she wanted because I didn't want my own art on the cover, like mm. my own visual art. But the artist the narrator is a visual artist. So she was like, we, I would th- I think this is so awesome. Like what about this one from and I was like, oh no. And then she was like, All right, how do we do this? So what ended up happening with that was like, okay, let me just show it to people. I'm not gonna tell them anything. I'm gonna be like this one or this one, this one or this one, this one or this one. And she won. Baron square. <laughs> in the end like i love it but it was like i guess i was just like oh i didn't think about that that it you know yeah but um she's she was great but i again i know i know of authors that are like well like, we did that process and yeah not or not it did know, not work out so well yeah
0: yeah oh yeah no that was that thankfully that was not your experience no so we talked about that challenging component that i had no idea about and it gives me so much to think about wow like yeah (laughs) that's that's crazy and i can't believe it's not talked more about
1: yeah and i don't know how many how many what gets
0: you know it's
1: just that writers don't have that much of a say that's why i'm so grateful you know uh for this like unbelievably like humble gracious wonderful person who had a conversation with me about like the depths of why this was so important you know
0: yeah
1: but yeah yeah
0: yeah wow um what would what was the most rewarding part
1: about the about um, writing the yeah this whole
0: process (laughs) i i do feel
1: like there was a uh, moment when I got the advanced review copies in the mail, um, and my entire family was at my house almost, so, like, my mom was there, and the only, I mean, my grandfather was not there, I I did get to tell him before he passed that this book would come out, like, I knew that, so he, he left knowing that, I don't know how much was received at that moment, but I believe that he knew it, um, it's dedicated to my grandparents so showing it to my grandmother and seeing that it says you know papa and mama there you know and my my mom my kids my niece and nephew all were in the house when i opened it so it was like this rush of what is this oh my god and they were, it was like very very moving um. so i feel like this is a family book you know yeah yeah
0: yeah That's amazing.
1: I was very happy for that moment. Of course. What
0: a memory. Yeah. For you and for them. Yeah. And later
1: on for everybody. Yeah, it was very sweet. Picks up a copy. My my sister was there and she ended up reading it to them that day. It was really cute. It was like very, very sweet.
0: (laughs) I sat down in a little circle and listened to her. It was adorable. So when did you decide, uh, because as you mentioned, you have a novel Mm -hmm. and um, you... You know, you've been writing yes. all of your life. I feel like yeah. safe to say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when did you decide that this was something that you wanted to dip your toe into? Kids. Yeah, kids. Uh, books. I think I, I just love picture books.
1: Um, so really, around that time, I was buying a lot of them, and I did. I was like, why am I buying so many picture books? I didn't even have kids at the time. You know, it was right. like, I wasn't even married. Yeah. At the time. you know what i mean so i was like i just love them i find them to be works of art mm-hmm. they're beautiful they manage to do the thing that is the hardest which is tell you a story very in a very short amount of time like a really full rich story and it kind of has everything that i love which is visual visual art writing it all comes together it's like the theater like yeah. i love the theater because it's all there you know so with picture books it's kind of all there and I was always I like, I want to write one of these, you know. Um, but when you first reach out to the publishing world with, with you know, like in picture books, they're like very snobby because they're like, this is <laughs> this is what we do. Picture books are like this thing, you know. And so I remember first saying, you know, hey, I've written this novel. I got these awards. I did this thing. I did this. I did this. I, did this, I want to start to do this. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Like the rest doesn't matter. They essentially were like, None of that matters. This is something else. Have you written a picture book? I'm like, no. It's like, okay. So it was like that whole process at the beginning. I was like, oh my god, this is like a whole. It's a whole other world, like truly. Wow. So I started to just get them, like to know it, you know, and um, and then I talked to this agent. And they were like, just don't tell them. Like, don't think that because you have this other stuff that it's gonna be. And I was like, oh, I know. And they've already told me. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah,
1: it's very specific, and they don't like you to come with an illustrator, or unless you're a writer-illustrator, right? But um, they don't want you to come with an illustrator because that's what they also believe is their, you know, like their what they do. Mm. They match you, and so it's very funny, funny, funny world. But I love it.
0: Yeah wow I know. that's so cool, I know, it's cool oh cool. my gosh they're like forget everything you've done <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> Does picture matter. books are something else yeah oh my so gosh funny. which i mean they are they are yeah, yeah. i love picture books too they're so great. yeah by the time i had kids i already had like a little library yeah because yeah. i've just yeah been collecting them for so long I know. what was your favorite picture book as a kid do you remember oh, what was my favorite picture book i don't know there was one yes
1: yes i do remember um there's one called that i don't even know if it exists anymore if this is the exact title but i think it was like the cozy nook i think it was something like this there was a woman on the cover i in a rocking chair and i remember that the illustrations like the it was like the cover was like this beige and it had little like orange spots and the illustrations on the inside were all about like all these cozy things to do it was definitely more than a thousand words. It was, like, picture books used to have a lot of text, right. you know? Like, yeah. if you look at The Velveteen Rabbit, mm-hmm. it has a lot of text on the pages. Like, you could never get away with that now. They changed completely. Right. Um, but it's, like, I loved that book. Mm-hmm. That's the book that I made my mom read me over and over and over again. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to look for that one, and we'll we'll link it down below. <laughs> so people are interested I'm interested. I want to check it out. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't remember which one was mine, actually. (laughs) You know what? I think, and I'll correct it somewhere if I'm wrong. I think it was called Los Cuentos de la Nana Lupe. Mm. And it had very little illustrations, but it was like a kid's book. Yeah. And um, it was set in Mexico, but it was by a Dominican writer. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, oh, my gosh, I read yeah. that book over and over and it's over really again. It's really funny. It's yeah. just. I it's... still have it. Oh, I love that. And I don't let my kids touch it because I'm afraid they're going to break it.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm
0: with, with um, Lada de Oro. I, I mean, my, yeah.
1: my mom read me Los Zapaticos de Rosas mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, that's another one that I love. But that book Do is Falling Apart.
0: Actually, yeah, I think I have it here.
1: <laughs> Oh. I see it. I see it
0: here somewhere. Is so this one? Yep. Yeah, I have like see? Yep, there yeah. it is. This is the one I have like three copies. This is the one from I think when I was like Oh my god. And entering like the double digits. Yep. Yeah. And then I have the one when I was very young that I don't let anyone touch. Either. Yeah. That that
1: one I don't let anyone because it's
0: it's falling apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one's
0: eighty eight. Yep. hmm. So <laughs> yeah. it's Oh
1: beautiful. Yeah. I love
0: it. I love this one. Yeah. But that other book, this one I remember my parents reading to me. But the other book I remember being like the first book I read. Yeah. To myself. Yeah. You know, like yeah. no help, yeah. just me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For me those were that was um the C. S. Lewis books. I just remember sitting down with them. And being like with the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and all of those. And then the other one was the Mix of Files of Mrs. – I forgot what that title is. But it's like they go to the Met. Yes. Um, all those books around that age, I remember a lot. Like those middle grade books. Mm-hmm. I just really remember them being like, where is my wardrobe? Like where is my secret passageway? <laughs> I would look for secret passageways in my house. Oh, my god, Do you ever do that? Like, yes. there has to be one here.
0: Well, I grew up on a farm. Oh my and god. my favorite thing to do was just to, like, go explore. Yeah. 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 And then there was, like, um, uh, we had, like, a creek at the end of our property. And once you cross the creek, there was like, this little, like, abandoned... Like shed looking thing, uh-huh. I used to pretend it was haunted. <laughs> yeah. I would go in there and like claim we so saw all these ghosts. We never them. saw anything. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. yeah, I I yeah, loved yeah. doing that. It's it's so crazy how different our childhoods it's were true. from our children's. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of sad.
1: It's true. I um I used to have this little linen closet. Uh, where my mom was like, she knew that I would hide out there. I would, I would go in the, on the bottom of the linen closet and stay there for hours and hours and hours and write on the walls, and, like take my little books inside with like a colchita and Aww. like just like on the bottom, um, yeah. And she would just let me because I, I of course thought that she didn't know that I was writing on the walls, you know, <laughs> but they know <laughs>
0: oh my gosh yeah. she was letting you be creative yeah she's like eh. just she's go harming no one <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah. really cute yeah i love that yeah. i yeah sometimes do you ever have that urge to like correct your kids when mm. they're doing something and you're like wait,
1: wait yeah no mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's not mm-hmm. yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: it's not yeah. that bad mm-hmm. it could be something good here
1: i have i have my my daughter is incredibly strong-willed like incredibly strong-willed that you're just like, like yesterday we had guests over and they saw her like being like, no, I don't. Like she's like, I want this. And it's this line of like how to like make her civilized and also not break her. Do you know what I mean? Like keep that spirit.
0: Oh my gosh, you just said it. Like (sighs) my husband and I have that conversation all the time. Yes. Like how do we give her the confines to succeed yeah. you know, in society Correct. without taking away that autonomy and that agency to say no when it needs yeah. to be no. Yeah, no.
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a little line that you're, you're always hard. sort of, you know, um, yeah. balancing on. But it's a process.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And especially for girls. I think so. I feel like it's so...
1: Because they're so fierce. Yeah. Like, I don't know. All the women in my family all like my daughter like they're just so like fierce like they're born like they're just like and um it's insane to me that that gets taken away or it goes you know like it it sort of gets it gets slowly polished yeah you know and so how to leave them being these fierce amazing humans and also not have a you know a tantrum
0: Yeah. yeah, I have a, a friend. Um, she's a teacher, and she says um, a cute tantrums, speech. And I'm totally butchering this. I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> she says something like, "Cute tantrums become horrible fights," or some something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. it's yeah. cute now. It's not gonna be cute Correct. ten years yeah. from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When well, she's a teenager, right She's like throwing something at me.
1: <laughs> and no one, no, of course, like they have to. Un- we have to untantrum them, but. It's like, oh my God! I also want you to go for what you want in your life, but yeah. not like that. You can't throw a tantrum. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: my gosh, yeah. it's so hard. Parenting yeah. is. Oh my God. It's so hard. We would you say it's hard <laughs> being a writer? Yes, I was
1: thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, this is why the reason is because there's no such thing as a draft. Yeah. In parenting, it's all live, and it's all the final draft in process. Like, this is what it is. It's always a test. You can do these little do-overs, but they're micro, and pretty much everything you do is there. Yeah. You know? Whereas with writing, you know, you just, you don't like it, you do it again. That's true. You know? It didn't come out, okay, do it again. I'm not saying that it's super easy, but it's not, it's not like, you know, raising humans. I know.
0: (laughs) It's so, I mean, you hear people say it, and then, you get to do it and you're like, what? Yeah. What is this?
1: I think that's the difference.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the guilt, yeah. do you have guilt? Oh my God, I have time? guilt every day. Yeah, I'm
1: like, you know? It's like, oh, I couldn't take him to tennis today. It was someone else that had to take him and I had to go to this meeting, but I'm gonna take him on Thursday, don't worry. And then like this constant like, you know, yeah, you can't be everywhere and doing everything at the same time, you know? But then, you know, whatever, and then like all the guilt, all the guilt about everything. I have them now on, they can only watch like TV at the very end of the day. Mm. And it has to be like uh, 20 to 30 minutes. That's the, that's the amount of time because it's at the end of the day, right when they're going to sleep and then it ends up being that because they fall asleep. Um, But I was like, there was a moment where I was like, this is too much TV and too much tablet. No, no. Yeah. And the guilt of that drove me to all new rules in my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it's like a constant tweaking. Yeah, I feel like at least in our house. Yes, like okay, we're doing this, but it's not working anymore. Correct. Right. We're, we're shifting. Yeah. we're pivoting to yeah. something else. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Now they know um, the tablets are special occasions. So every once in a while, he's like, when I told him the other day, um, there was something that he was eating like way too much. And I was like, that's also for a special occasion, and he was like, ah. Oh, Tablets are special occasions. (laughs) This is special occasions. Where are these special occasions? I don't see them.
0: (laughs) oh my gosh what a character you sound so yeah. funny
1: he's very funny
0: oh man yeah. no it's been working out for us <clears throat> for nighttime tv yeah i introduced them to i love lucy <gasps> oh my god I'm, and they I'm really are gonna... loving it what that's so good no and it, it gets better because now um so we've watched i love lucy like yeah i want to say over five times yeah the whole thing. The whole thing. Oh my god! Because we own the whole thing. Yeah. So they know the whole thing. So they that's were like, "You awesome. watch something new?" I was like, "What could we watch? What could we watch?" Let's try the Brady Bunch. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah. So then I remembered que Pasa USA. Yeah. And they're like, "What is <laughs> this show?" This is... And then my oldest is like obsessed with Violeta. She yes, because she's, she's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Oh my
1: god." yeah
0: this somebody used to give me an award this is like the best idea ever that's so smart yeah so it's been working well for nighttime tv yeah my sister's kids
1: love um i know this is like not at all like this but it made me think of uh they love schitt's creek (laughs) they're a little older and they love it they love 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 it like and um my niece's favorite character is alexa so maybe think maybe violeta's not that far <laughs>
0: you know like that's so true <laughs> yes. their attitude. yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah. yeah i can't wait when they're older and we get to do things like I know. that i know yeah i it's know it's gonna be so fun super fun the, let's talk about your other writing your yeah. other projects <laughs> we briefly brought up the novel a little yeah. bit ago
1: yeah that was old that was yeah like, yeah it's funny because that came out in 2015 the year before i started to write this one meaning like it's this is it's funny because this is what i thought would come out next in the sense of like the book mm-hmm. stuff um but yeah that was a while ago and then now i'm working on a new one but you know they take forever so we'll see
0: yeah when that can, can you tell us what the new one's about i'm not talking about it
1: okay. because i don't want to like the,
0: yeah no the, let's yeah spook, let's spook let's the. respect that <laughs> um so i have this thing set up there that says how lovely the silence of growing things yes, yes. and i i honestly believe that like when yeah. you really want something to flourish yeah hold it tight yeah. keep it to yourself yeah. yeah and just nurture it yeah and then let it go yeah I, so true. i appreciate <laughs> i, I respect that <laughs> um the first one mm-hmm. um how was so you wrote that one like a year before or it came out a year before oh, this came one. out a year before mm-hmm. what was that like like the the process for a whole novel versus a children's book
1: it was not that different in the sense well it was different writing it like for example my first manuscript for the novel was like 600 pages and then i had someone like at the time it was actually my my um thesis for my master's and so i had someone working with me and she was like okay and i remember her being like you know you could probably cut this whole thing and with the most fun i actually have a lot of fun editing And I'm one of those people that, like, I don't, like, I'm not precious about anything. So I'm like, slash this, take this out, this, this. Just very (laughs) fun. And uh, then seeing what's left and saying, okay, now what is this? How do you you, um, work with this and revise this and grow this baby? Um, And so that process was, I wrote, I finished it in 2000 and uh, I would say... So I started in 2007, yep, 2007. And then two years later I had like what was a very solid draft and then probably a year after that and I did the final, yeah. Um, A year after that I did, so it was like 2010 and then it was five years after that, that it got published. So I think the publishing process is always long. Um, The thing with that one was that it had images it has it has color in it like literally like pictures color has things that publishers are like "Mm, take all that out so with that one I decided like I couldn't I can take it all out and go with a big press or I can keep my novel and go with a smaller press and with that one I decided a smaller press um right now I definitely am in like I want to go bigger because I want to reach more people Mm -hmm. but I feel like it was the right choice for that book um, and I had a lovely, beautiful experience with that publishing process once I found the publisher. It was super hard to get published because yeah. of a lot of things. It's, um, it was like, it's not like some like loud, rambunctious, like, you know, mystery or this. You know, it's it's a very, very much literary fiction. It had these pieces of color in it that they were like, eh, this is going to cost a lot of money to print. Right. Um, and so it, was, it took a minute. But it was great once it actually happened. Um, yeah. And then, you know, all the and then the the children's book is what, you know, the journey that we just mentioned. But the writing of it is obviously very different because there's there's a different I feel like with children's books, like with the picture books, two things happen, right? You're like, I feel like if you're struggling so much with the thing, it's like I'm just do it's start again, like another one because yeah. that story isn't working, you know? so, and I feel like when you get it, when you're like, oh, it's this. It flows. That's with picture books, you do that. Whereas with novels, you have to, yeah, you're flowing, but you have to revise the monster. It's a whole other thing, you know? Right. Like, it's very, it's a very, the revision is the writing with a novel, you know?
0: How did you handle all those no's?
1: The notes for, oh, the nose The nose Yeah. yeah. At the time, they're very hard, you know, over and over and over again. And and until you're like, get used to it. And then you're like, okay, this is just going to be a thing, you know. Um, If you can't handle rejection, I think you cannot be a writer. Uh, It's just one after the other. It's like actors, poor actors. They're just one after the other. No, 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 no. The thing is, and this is real, it sounds like a cliche, but it's real. You only need one yes. Mm -hmm. And it's true over and over again. That's the one
0: that you focus on.
1: Then you only need one. So you're like, okay, let's keep going. And what I have come to understand now that I'm older, because, you know, I was like so frustrated back then, you know, Um, especially when I was really much younger, it was like incredibly frustrating. Um, but now I realize that the no's are because it's not the place it's supposed to be, like not to push those no's, the ones that are really like, no, you know? Because it's not where it's supposed to be, and if the no is so no, you're not going to have a good process, Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
1: not going to be the thing it needs to be, so it's like chasing the yes is the bigger bigger thing than being frustrated by the no. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard, because it's like, how do you, it's like dating, how do you find the... Right. You know?
0: The right fit. Yeah. Did you ever consider to self-publish?
1: So I didn't want to, um... I considered it at some point when I was, like, hitting one wall after the other. And then I, I didn't want to because of a million reasons. Because I know what it's like, for example, I knew what it was like to produce a play and m- write it and at some point, like, be in it. You know what I mean? I was like, I I I need, I want the editor, the publisher. The, mm-hmm. I also know that, you know, you don't get into the same, like, uh lists or reviews they won't review you if you're self-published like you you're in a different you have to really push the book Mm. you have to really push the book anyway no matter what you know what i mean like people are like yeah there's a marketing machine behind it there is and you really have to push the book yourself you know what i mean um and many 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 authors have their own PR and the publishing house PR like for a book launch uh, so but I I just I chose this route for that you know
0: yeah yeah um it, that's from from the people that I've spoken to that seems to be like a difficult decision for them yeah to either keep chasing that one yes yeah self publish yeah what advice would you have for somebody that's trying to make that decision
1: It's really individual.
0: You know what I mean? And it depends on who you are
1: and what you want for the book. Like if you want, if you want to enter the publishing world, I think you have to, you sort of have to like go through the ropes. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean you can't be yourself and original and like all of those things. Um, But it's just harder to enter the machine you know they're not going to look at the self-published book you know uh, they look at sales they look at all kinds of things if they see that you self-published a book and it was a flop that's going to be a disaster you know what I mean for them Um, sometimes they don't even look at it you know so it's like but sometimes it's like like a lot of times you want it for a particular reason or you know you need to get it out at a particular time and share it with a certain group of people and hope that it grows, you know, bigger than that. Um, I think for those things, why not? You know what I mean? So it really depends on the human and the person and the reason why they're doing the thing that they're doing. I feel like that's the main question. Like, why am I doing this? Right. For me, I know that I want to reach a large audience with these stories. So I felt like I need to go through the process of entering this machine, no matter how hard it is, because I need them to take it to the world. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So
1: I need their help doing that, and so I, you know, I took all the all the the like punches. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. you did it. You yeah. did it. The book is is here, and yeah. you're finally, you're on the other side. Um, you mentioned theater a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. How was uh, Rubenology? Oh, my goodness. It, amazing. Like
1: he was he's been just honestly, we're still working. We're still working together. And that's not going to stop anytime soon.
0: I'm so happy to hear
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to keep working with him. And I think something that was incredible that happened is um, Barry Newport at Gable Stage, who's the artistic director there now, um, she took a risk because they had never had anything like that at Gable stage ever, ever. Um, not only is he eighty four, the whole thing was definitely like it had a very, you know, Cuban American feeling to mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and the jokes are not the jokes they're used to, and the board. I'm sure the I'm, I don't know if she had to fight the board or not, but she she brought she brought us in. It was brave and it was, um, it was a blessing to us, and I'm really grateful for that. And I think that we brought an audience that had never even seen Gable Stage, knew that it was there or knew that it existed. So that I feel um, like proud of that that piece. And then there was a moment in the audience. So Vicky and I, uh, Vicky coyal the, the director of it, um, and we really all kind of made it together. We built this thing together. Um, There was uh, like they did the the introduction in English and then in Spanish and the people next to us, they don't know who we are because, you know, that's why you're all behind the scenes. (laughs) Nobody knows your face. Um, So she was like, oh, my God, they're saying it in Spanish. I don't think they've ever done that. Oh, my God. And there you could hear little things like that on the nights and like, um, one person in the audience, like saying they, have like, you could hear them, like, I've never done anything like, cause you could hear that, that sentiment over and over again. That was a beautiful thing. That was a really beautiful thing. So I don't know what's going to come of this and what, you know, like we're working with it continuously right. and we're going to, you know, hopefully we get to, to, like we say, legend status with Ruben, which we already think he is, but again, for the greater, greater, world out there mm-hmm. um but that was just like those moments were worth it for the for that show it was short it was like three weeks
0: i know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't that's why i didn't yeah. see it yeah no don't worry it was yeah. like i was like oh it just came out And, then and i'm out. Yeah. thinking you know we have a couple of weeks yeah and then when i go check i'm like it's over yeah what, yeah. what
1: happened yeah. it was very fast yeah it's like a flash L- will it
0: come back i don't know i don't know
1: i don't know if we'll do um the one person show really but um in some iteration we're gonna keep going with ruben and like we have a plan and we're figuring it out but he's he's um I we saw him the other day we're continuing to like see what this is maybe there's one in spanish maybe there's you know so we're like listing out all the possibilities Mm -hmm. and the things that came out of like people having seen it um and seeing where we go next so there's that that will that will continue <laughs> oh
0: my gosh yeah he's he's incredible yeah absolutely incredible yeah. um obviously your your heritage your mm-hmm. Cuban heritage is very close to your heart yeah um you've been working on the help right to, yeah. to bring awareness for so long yeah how is that going given the the last recent developments uh, um it feels it, it, this is
1: an interesting conversation for right now because it's like um you never stop doing the thing and sometimes there are moments where you're like how do you even have words you know and it's hard sometimes to find the words and in those moments I'm like okay I need to stop I need to like read more talk to more people do more like I can't go there right now yeah do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I can't go there right now I can't literally go to the island right now right now I cannot go for many many reasons you I know? understand and and uh, you know i've been there before but i I just can't do it right now and it's it's very hard i have been having a moment of uh like how do i put this into words this particular moment where the thing is like so much of like for example the last thing that i did was um review the this book of um oswaldo paya that came out Mm -hmm. called give me liberty and we did um uh it's a hoffman is the David Hoffman is the author and he's a Pulitzer Prize winner, a really good book. Um it came out from Simon and Schuster and I reviewed it and I um uh, moderated um his his reading up uh, books and books with uh Ovaldo Payá's daughter, Rosa María Payá, who was present. And so it was like a back and forth questions between them. But one of the things that like is incredibly hard to hear and is the thing I am trying to find the answer and formulate, like formulate into words is this thing of like the change has to come from within and therefore we do nothing on the outside. Like the change has to come from within. What do you do when, when they have been doing, when people inside the island have been continuously calling for that change, doing everything in their power, in their power to create that change, when the government i mean once tyranny has its claws in you and that kind of it's very hard to remove um i am by no means like i'm not saying let's go to war i'm not saying that and i'm not saying let's intervene militarily but there has to be some kind of international consensus around what cuba is and that has to continue And there have to be international measures that are taken and so i'm 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 trying to find that that language <laughs> You know, yeah, and it takes a minute, and because you're like, how do you get people the, the right information, the information, and then you know, people get tired. Um, that whole like, there's this whole like, you know, Cuba fatigue thing that people talk about all the time, which is you're just tired of pushing, pushing, and then nothing happens, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think that nothing has happened. I think, even though it feels like, oh my god, where are we? Nothing's happening we're in a different place than we were last year massively mm-hmm. like i talked to That's a good point point. and the year before and the year before you know like i talked to people and at least they understand th- the the biggest thing is getting rid of that that um false cuba myth i think of um of this like idyllic communist utopia which it never was um and is a horrible thing to even you know it's horrible it's such a lie you bring up
0: such a good point because sometimes i i feel like well people don't really feel that way yeah right yeah but then you talk to people and you realize they totally do they totally have bought into that perception of cuba is this amazing place Uh with great medicine and great doctors Mm -hmm. and great education yeah and I, I think you are a hundred percent right. If yep. we can just <clears throat> break that, yeah. um, at least approach that in truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: that's the, th- that's the greatest thing that I think has to be broken because then you can look at it and then, you know, then you can talk about like, okay, what are actionable points? You know what I mean? But if you don't see it, there are no actionable points. So yeah. <laughs> see it first. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's very hard, especially when people are like they're in the dark. I do think that the the myth of of healthcare um, has been little by little being chipped up because you know people understand that the, it's like human trafficking what they mm-hmm. did with the doctors and have been doing and that they've completely failed in terms of COVID um, and the extent to which really mm-hmm. there's no you know there's a facts you know so you can't you can't say you have a wonderful healthcare system when you have failed so, so deeply. You know what I mean? So many loss, so much loss of life. And also, th- this is a country where, I mean, at this moment in time, there are more people fleeing than we even realize. I think somewhere I read the other day that there's more than during Mariel or the rafter crisis. Yeah. And I have to check those numbers. But the thing is that it's happening in a way, like the exodus is happening in a way that people aren't realizing or seeing it. Because it's not like one exactly it's many they're like it's interesting lots of different lots of different um you know exodus that yeah. are that are occurring and escapes and etc so it's like this valves it used to be like here's this one escape mm-hmm. valve go this is how you can go you can jump in the water in 1994 and we're not going to capture and you can make it across the raft if you make it and i'm not what you know um and mariel was the same one you know so leave from this port great let your family pick you up but here it's like nicaragua serbia Mm -hmm. everywhere you know what i mean they're just they're scattered all around the world right now yeah yeah that's yeah
0: it's it's a lot yeah it's a lot yeah and i'm grateful for people like you that just because i am one of those people that's like okay i'm tired yeah you know i can only handle this for so long yeah and i need a break yeah 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 Yeah. but the you guys that have that strength to keep going and say no you know we can't forget we have to just keep this somewhere within our
1: within our being yeah like even if i mean i think there was like a giant push on social media at a certain like with a certain time frame and there's like a pulling back of that Mm -hmm. a little bit But that doesn't mean that things are not happening and that you're not constantly in the, you know what I mean? It's, it's very, it's very, it's just being Cuban, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We, we do have a a certain sense and I, maybe it's just everybody. It's just like the human spirit, but I feel like we have honed in that ability to just keep pushing. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was because of everything in our history. Yeah. But it does feel that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It always feels like you're not doing enough, mm-hmm. you know? It's like the parent guilt and the Cuba guilt. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah. do you, um, I think we talked about this before, but do you have family there still? So, I have some family there. Um,
1: a lot, most of my family is not there anymore. There's some of my family that I don't know where they are, which is so crazy to think about. Mm. Like, and I don't know if they're around anymore. Like, probably not. My Like, gra- my, my grandmother's siblings we lost them like we lost contact you know what i mean yeah and it's so crazy to think about um and then my um my dad my stepdad's family there is a bunch of people that are still there um i would say that that's like the biggest little group that's still over there it was who i have visited when i went um and then yeah and then everybody else is gone everybody else has left yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard. You you have family
0: there. I not um, my like my nucleus. Mm-hmm. Like thankfully they're all here. But yeah. I have yeah I do have like distant. Yeah. You know aunts and cousins yeah. and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna be left on the island. It's it's
0: tough. It's tough and it just um yeah like you said it's not easy to call for war. Or, yeah. But yeah. you know what. It's yeah. like okay, something's got to give. Yeah, well, to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But you know, with with your work and and with this book that's being released, I I think it's gonna it's gonna remind everybody to connect to their mm-hmm. to their roots. Hopefully, to help their kids connect to their <laughs> yeah. roots and why it matters. Yeah. So um I'm really excited to see how that's gonna help.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Fingers and the crossed. fact
0: that Cuba is not just this island that's lived under eternal communism, mm-hmm. you know? We mm-hmm. have great traits and we yeah. have lots of things to celebrate, you know, yeah. bread and, yeah. t- and family and yeah, yeah. Uh, culture. And I mean, Cuba's at the
1: center of this book. Like right in the middle, there's a moment where um, my grandfather has to leave Cuba because he's not able to speak, how, speak or be free in any way. Um, And he tells that to the, the little girl in the book and he, you know, that's right there in the middle, like right, right in the lesson of Cuban bread. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, there's a lot there. And even just seeing that, I think for me, seeing that in print in a kid's book, like it is not a place where you can speak freely or be free or all of that in a children's book, I think is extremely important because it's a truth and it is a way of passing on a lot of this you know like that is my particular story but there are many stories you know um how many of our families all over like from any background mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: unfortunately way too many people can relate to this i know and, i know um, yeah yeah we wish yeah. it wasn't the case yeah. but it is and stories like like this like in your book yeah i think are crucial yeah they've always been crucial but somehow today feels yeah. more necessary than ever because it feels like yeah we're forgetting
1: yeah yep and the food the the recipes and the food are the things you can bring with you and that actually no one can take away from you because you have them inside of you and so i feel like that gets passed on without our understanding which is why we we have croqueta cubans that have like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. um but it's real like you you have that recipe which is that you know that formula of culture uh, Mm -hmm. inside of you that you can make and that gets passed down from generation to generation and it's so symbolic of the things especially when you have to run away yeah you know when you're running away from this thing and need that root and need that place that you ran away from it's in the food you know and for me the food and the story hand in hand it's all you know in the making of the thing
0: yeah oh, i love it thank you so much thank you for, for being here for no, sharing thank you for these beautiful gifts this morning <laughs> and um you know everybody make sure you check out vanessa's book and support her work because it is beautiful um especially if you're a parent and if you're not you know find that kid in your life and, yeah. and gift it to them this is just an, a celebration of culture and all culture not necessarily cuban culture yeah you know, everybody can connect to to these themes and these ideas, and like we said, the pictures are so beautiful. They're so cute. Yeah. They're adorable. <laughs> it's called uh, "What the Bread Says." Yes, I don't, yes, think, I said I don't that. think we said title. What oh the my bread goodness. says. What the bread says. Yes, and we'll we'll have it linked down below. Yeah. Um. So it it hopefully everybody can just get to it easier. Um. But, uh, again, thank you for being thank here. Thank you. To everybody listening and watching, thank you so much. As we always say, time is the top currency, so the fact that you spent it with us just means so much. Super and grateful. Let us know what you think of the book. Let us uh, – yes. give us feedback. I'm excited. I'm mm. excited for you. I'm <laughs> excited for me so I can read it and bake with my kids. Yeah. That's that's how it's going to go in my mind. I'm going to get my copy. Yep. And we're going to bake. That's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. And it's going to be a tradition. You're going to be a tradition in our house. Oh, my God. Every time we bake bread, we're going to bust out this book. I love it. Thank you so much.